Welcome, welcome. My name is Colette Gelwicks. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a member of your board of trustees, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to worship service this morning at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It's upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to the lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help to keep us connected. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining us this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitors form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person social hour after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. Finally, for those attending worship in our sanctuary this morning, please take a moment to silence your cell phones and other electronic devices. We have two brief announcements this morning. Uh, the first one from the Board of Trustees. We'd like to announce a special congregational meeting taking place on December 5th, immediately following the service for the congregation to vote on the ordination of Dr. Laura Solomon into UU ministry. <laughs> yeah, that is exciting news. <laughs> In the Unitarian Universalist faith, congregations ordain ministers, and Laura, who's been coming to UUCC since 2013 and has served as a guest preacher several times in recent years, has chosen us for this special privilege. This will be a brief but important meeting, so please mark your calendars and plan to attend, either in person or virtually. And now we'll hear from our religious education assistant, Kelly Daniker, about this year's Christmas pageant. 
Thanks, Colette. Good morning. My name is Kelly Daniker. My pronouns are she and hers, and it's my joy to serve as your religious education assistant. A brief reminder, next weekend is our virtual tree decorating party, Sunday, November 28th at noon. There's information on the link, so please join us for that. But I am here this morning to officially announce this year's Christmas pageant. As you know, we have a tradition where our children normally come together and create a pageant for our congregation. But we've had to change things up in the last couple of years. And this year, we are going to be presenting our very first hybrid Christmas pageant on December 19th during our regular 10 a.m. service. It's going to offer opportunities for all ages to participate in person or on Zoom. And so this morning, I would like to very briefly hold some impromptu auditions for our pageant. And so if you would, when I say three, two, one, would you show me your best interpretation of a star? Three, two, one, star. On three, two, one, would you show me your best interpretation of an angel? Three, two, one, angel. Oh, Helena crushing it over there. One last one. On three, two, one, would you show me your best sheep? Three, two, one, sheep. <gasps> With sound effects. You guys are too good. I think it's safe to assume that everyone is cast in our pageant. But if you, no matter your age, would like to take it a step further, dress up in costume, please reach out to me and let me know. We have Mary and Joseph available, angels, shepherds, sheep, your choice this year, and no lines to memorize. And again, you can participate in person or on Zoom. Lastly, if you're going to attend the pageant in person, everybody's going to get a prop bag this year for audience participation. If you know that you're going to be attending as an audience member on Zoom and you'd like a prop bag, feel free to uh, drop by and see me any Sunday, next Sunday, until the pageant, we'll have prop bags for you. So we hope you'll consider joining us for this UUCC tradition. Thanks so much. Have a great morning.
Good morning, UUCC and friends and guests, all of you here in the room today, those of you who are joining us via Zoom from across the country and maybe across the planet, it's great to be here with you today. My name is Paige Getty, and I use the pronouns she and her, and it's a great privilege to serve as minister of this congregation. Just a few housekeeping notes as we begin. Today's service we've designed to be fully multi-generational, so that means there's no separate programming for children this morning, and everyone of any age is invited and encouraged to stay in, with, in the worship service with us for the entire time. You can find the order of service online using the link that's in the Zoom chat or the QR codes posted on the screen or around the building. And we have ushers and staff to help if you need to learn how to do that. As is our custom, we will honor community members' personal joys and sorrows during worship. So either write yours in the book that's at the back of the sanctuary if you're here, or email them to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. If you're a guest with us today and haven't already completed the visitor form, please do that this morning so we're able to stay in touch with one another. And finally, those of you here in the sanctuary, if you need a hearing assist device, those are available from the tech booth in the back. Many thanks to all the staff and volunteers, the greeters and ushers who are here in person and on Zoom, and welcome to the several of you who are new volunteers this morning, thank you. A dedicated staff group and a tech team who is bearing an especially heavy load for the, today's service, thank you guys. Without you, we would not be able to share the Sunday morning experience the way we do, so thanks to all of you. And as you will soon see, in addition to all the behind-the-scenes volunteers, this morning there are many on-stage and on-screen participants in the service. So extra special thanks to Tom and Robin, whom you're accustomed to seeing up here, and also to Ted Nolan, who had the vision for the skit we're going to enjoy later, and to Sarah Davidson and Ted and all the others who are bringing that particular vision to life. Thank you, Ted. And now, as we settle in and open ourselves for this service, I invite you to take a deep breath. I invite Helena and Amelia to come forward and light the chalice. And we're going to dedicate the chalice this morning with words from T.S. Eliot. Come on up. A really brief excerpt from Choruses from The Rock. Thank you, Helena. Thank you, Amelia. In the vacant places, we will build with new bricks. Where the bricks are fallen, we will build with new stone. Where the beams are rotten, we will build with new timbers. Where the word is unspoken, we will build with new speech. There is work together. A church for all and a job for each, everyone to their work. What life have you if not life together? There is not life that is not the community, and no community not lived in praise of what is most holy. Let us worship.
Will you now rise in body or in spirit? And let's join our voices in speaking our congregational covenant, these promises that we speak with one another, but also to one another in this community. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. Will you now turn and greet your neighbors? You may want to wave to the camera in the back, to the people on Zoom. And those of you on Zoom, say hello to one another. Say hi. 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 Everybody. Hello. 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 Vicky's not going to get better. I just want road winning, Lindsay. Hi. Sustained Hi. effort. Hello. And now let us again join our voices as we sing, come, come, whoever you are. I encourage you to remain standing if that's comfortable for you. We'll sing twice through in unison. And I apologize to Robin and the tech team for going out of order, but I'm going to talk now, which I was intending to do before we sang. (laughs) So every week we gather in worship from around Columbia, from around Howard County and its surroundings, from across this continent, and sometimes from around the world. We gather as a community of individuals, Some of us drawn to the ritual of the gathering, some drawn to the people whom we gather with, some drawn to the music or the words or the other content in the service, some drawn to an ineffable spirit that we experience in this community. But all of us gathered because in this place, whether here or virtually, With these people, we gain access to something that is at once greater than ourselves and yet deeply and profoundly personal. It's a need, a yearning, a connection. It's solace in the face of heartache, 
encouragement in the face of disappointment, hope in the face of despair, companionship in our celebration and our joy. We come carrying our own happiness and ennui and sorrow and grief, our awe at the wonders of the world, the colors, the eclipses, the beauty, our wonder at the small kindnesses shared among strangers. We also bring our outrage, our outrage at yet another perpetuation of, just, of injustice in the courts as another white man is not held accountable for the lives he admitted to having taken. Our fury at how queer folks in our schools are being treated and talked about. Our heartbreak at having more than 400 names to speak at yesterday's Transgender Day of Remembrance Services. And so we come, carrying it all, promising to nurture one another, to delight in one another, to struggle together in hard times, and to challenge each other in living out our shared values in the world. And we promise to continue welcoming those who are drawn to this community, to draw a circle wider and wider, to include all who share a commitment to that nurture and delight and struggle and challenge. So today we celebrate this community of faith that is UUCC. Robin Slaw will offer us a metaphor for this community. Ted Nolan and his cast of figurative thousands will demonstrate who UUCC has been and is. And together, we'll welcome all of those who have signed the virtual membership book since the beginning of our pandemic lockdown in March of 2020. Those newest members are also welcome and encouraged to add their non-virtual signatures to the physical membership book today or the next time they're in the building. I know some of you are here today, and Sarah Davidson has that book. And if you've been around for a while and are interested in formalizing your relationship with UUCC by becoming a voting member, please be in touch with Sarah, who's our Director of Communications and Member Integration. And she's gonna wave at you from the back now so you know who she is in case you don't. This morning, we will also experience the gift of two special anthems recorded by our adult choir. The first you're going to hear is a lively Cuban salsa piece titled Cantar. Its simple lyrics, combining English and Spanish, exclaim, sing, sing a happy song, sing alleluia, sing with one voice. It was recorded very recently by the Chalice Choir right here in our sanctuary as they have been gathering again for abbreviated sessions on Thursday evenings. Later in the service, we'll reprise the virtual stay-at-home choir's recording of Draw the Circle, which was produced months ago. So very much gratitude to Lori Coultry for her talents and efforts in putting together these exquisite videos of these anthems, and it's a joy to experience two of them this morning. Thank you, Lori. UCC, it is good to be together.
Today, we celebrate you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Robin Slaw, and I'm your director of religious education. And I use the pronouns she and her. So as Paige said, I have a little bit of a metaphor for you this morning. Once upon a time, just about two years ago, there was a young one who came on a Sunday morning. And that young one began talking with the not-so-young one, and they were chatting on a Sunday morning, sort of like this Sunday morning, and the young one asked the not-so-young one, well, why do we come here every Sunday? And the not-so-young one thought for a minute and then said, follow me, and took the young one down to the bustling kitchen because remember, we used to use that room, and pulled over a stool for the young one. And then the adult pulled out three giant pots, kind of like this one that I have here, and filled them with water and started them to boil. And then after rummaging around in the refrigerator, the not-so-young one pulled out an egg, just like this one, and a potato, just like this one, and some coffee grounds, just like this. And the not-so-young one put them all in the big pots of boiling water. And after a few moments, uh, well, a little bit more than a few moments, but not too much longer, turned off the burners and explained to the young one the love and the support and the encouragement of this congregation and the challenges are like the hot water in this pot. Some of us come here like the egg, fragile, easily broken, but filled with promise. And that egg, that water, helps them become stronger and more able to withstand the hard knocks of life. And so, even though it's tender when it comes, after mixing in with this water of our church, it becomes stronger and more able to withstand the hard knocks. And see how it stays whole, even though it had a hit to its outer layer. And some of us are like this potato. Tough, unrelenting, not easily able to let things in. But after joining in the water of our church, it becomes softer more pliable, able to open up to the good things in the world, like love and mmm, lots of butter. And that last 
pot, the one where we put the coffee, that totally transformed us. It changed us into something different and better than we were before. Mm. So the young one went, or the old, not so young one went on every week, reminds us how our church can help us become the best version of ourselves that we can be. We learn from each other and we support each other. And then we keep showing up Sunday after Sunday, week after week, year after year, and the water of this congregation, UUCC, works its magic on us. And that kind of magic, my friends, is real. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. In celebration of the magic that is this community, we pause each Sunday. We give you the opportunity to make a sacrifice of your bounty for the good of this congregation and the good of the work that we do in the world. As Tom again offers the gift of music, we encourage you to give freely and generously of your gifts. Thank you. Howdy, folks. I'm your host, Ted Nolan, 
and you've joined us just as we're getting ready to surprise the subject of today's reunion special. This morning, we're here to celebrate a congregation that's quite important in all of our lives. That's them right there. Shh, let's be quiet. Excuse me. Hello. I'm sorry, aren't you Ted Nolan? Yes, I am. That's right, you UCC. You, I'm here to celebrate you with this fine studio audience because you UCC, this is your life! Oh my goodness! Yes, you see, I'm sure this comes as quite a shock. Well, I had no idea. Funny you should say that, you UCC, because there was a time when you were just really just an idea. An idea in the heads of some residents in this new town called Columbia, Maryland. I remember you before you were born, when you were just a meeting of like-minded citizens. Could it be? Yes, it is. It's the Founders. Come on out here, Founders. Oh, you, you, Cece, how you've grown. You were started in the Old View Estates neighborhood back in the summer of 1964. Back then, of course, you didn't have a minister. We met in the YMCA and shared all the tasks of making a church. Ten of us signed the membership book, founding what was then called Unitarian Universalist Society of Howard County. That's right, you, you see, see, you were young back then, but even though you were just a whippersnapper yourself, you still knew the value of education. With young families coming to our meetings, it quickly became apparent that we needed to figure out how to raise our children with our Unitarian Universalist values. I know that voice. Yes, you do, and you should, since religious education has been part of your mission right up through today. Hey, R.E., why don't you come out here? Good morning. We've been partners for a long time. You've been sending me a steady stream of students and volunteers for years. Together, we've explored our place in the world, and the junior high students have learned about religions of the world. A little owl told me we have to cover sexuality. That's important. And every year, some of our youth share their knowledge that they've gained and their beliefs with you in the quest service. And of course, education can be a lifelong quest. So RE has something for you no matter what your age is. Now, listen to this voice. Spirit of life, come unto me. Sing in my heart 
all the courage of compassion. UUCC, your music ministry has grown as you've grown. Come out and see us, choir. Thank you. Well, it's not just the choir. We draw the circle wide week after week to include many different kinds of vocal and instrumental groups. It's all because of you, UUCC. Your spirit has attracted talented professionals and passionate amateurs to express the gifts that they give. Your, <coughs> pardon me, you provided a community that every uh, allows us to sing. The fire of commitment in your heart bolsters us as we learn to sing in the dark, and we all know that ultimately we shall overcome. I see what you're doing there. You always get me in the heart. Well, that's what music is supposed to do. But it's not, yes, but it's not all about the music, UUCC. You've shown over the years a real dedication to some governing ideas. Ah, the seven principles. Yes, the seven principles. And staying focused on those principles has taken some leadership. Listen to this voice. I've been around since your youth, providing a guiding hand to help you grow. And with that, I'd like to call this meeting to order. It's the Board of Trustees. Yes, along with the executive team, we do the hard work of managing the budgets and providing the policy-based governance that keeps you on track. UUCC, over the years, you have supplied me with hardworking volunteers and have fulfilled your commitment to the democratic process. It's not always easy keeping together such a passionate and diverse group like our congregation. It's your commitment to the seven principles plus your endorsement of the eighth principle that has kept us focused on what's important. Now, UUCC, listen to this blast from the past. When we met back in 1984, I was a lot smaller than I am now. That's true for a lot of us. That voice, it gives me a warm, homey feeling. That's because it's the voice of your home for the last 35 years, the Owen Brown Interfaith Center. Come out and see us, Obik. When you and Christ United Methodists teamed up to make me back in the 80s, you saw to it that I lived up to my name as an interfaith center. Over the years, I've been host to synagogues, churches, Islamic centers. Even now, I host several smaller congregations. Of course, you outgrew me a couple times. Yes, I did. But I always found a way to grow you, too. Yep. And you helped to make the creation, and you helped in creating the, my downstairs tenant, uh, Cradle Rock Children's Center. It's so nice to see you, Obik. It feels like it's been years since we've been able to spend time together. Yes, it has been. We all look forward to being together in a community soon. And speaking of community, 
Here are our next visitors. I hope it doesn't rain. If it does, we can spend time listening deeply to each other. I just hope there's a vegan option. Yes, UUCCC. CC. It's some of your community building activities like the annual camping trip and potluck dinners. Forging bonds is an important part of community and UUCC. You've given us lots of ways to make personal connections with one another. Whether it's breaking bread together or gathering for a holiday celebration, lifelong friendships have been formed. And sometimes staying up late together around a campfire allows you to get to know someone you may never have spoken with before, even if it only comes around once a year. And speaking of once a year, see if you recognize this voice. Going once, going twice. The auction! So. You do take a lot of resources to keep healthy, UUCC. And every year for the past 42 years, I've shown up to help you raise the funds you need. You've provided volunteers to run me, sellers who donate their time and talents, and buyers who've given money for the privilege to attend some great events. But UUCC, as fun as it is to spend time together, you're not living all of your principles just by looking inward, are you? No, of course not. You've lent your hands and opened your home for the benefit of others. Here are some voices familiar to you. Donations are always welcome at the Little Free Pantry located outside of our building. It's going to take an army of volunteers to pull this week off. That, oh. that sounds like a call from the food insecurity team and the warm welcome shelter. Yes, it is, UUCC. When we put out the call, you answer. You've helped give back to our community by helping those that have been having difficult times. It is an important part of living our principles that we work to support the worth and dignity of all persons. Amen to that. Do you recognize these voices? We hope to see you all at the monthly Black Lives Matter vigil. We are on the side of love. There is no planet B. Those voices make me want to break out the poster board and get on my marching shoes. Yes, UUCC. Your support for social justice movements like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ rights, and climate action, just to name a few, has led to some real world improvements. Come on down. UUCC, you are with us as we raise our voices and show our support for racial justice, one of the most urgent justice issues of our time. There's a long way to go, 
and the road may be hard, but you are answering the call to put in the work. You have been supporting the rights for LGBTQ people all along, including the fight for same-sex marriage in Maryland. It means a lot to us that we have your support and you use our pronouns correctly. Through your advocacy, you continue to push for personal and governmental change to help mitigate the damage caused by the climate change crisis. This is just one way, UUCC, that you demonstrate respect for the world we all share. And so, UUCC, you can see how many people have given of themselves to make you what you are today. More than 50 years after your birth as an idea in Columbia, you've grown into a vital community. You've made so much difference in the lives of so many people, and so we celebrate you on this Holding History Sunday. UUCC, this is your life.
Will you join me in one more round of applause for Ted Nolan and the Nolan Players and the Chalice Choir? In the past year and a half, since the beginning of our COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, 24 new members have signed UUCC's virtual membership book. Some of these new members had never worshipped with UUCC before March of 2020. Others had been involved for many years but hadn't felt ready to formalize their relationship with UUCC by becoming voting members. But whatever their individual stories, today we welcome all of these people as new members of the congregation. It's my pleasure to share their names with you, and I invite them to wave or use the Zoom raise hand option to identify themselves when I say their names. Ariel Vitali, Becky Fow, Jim Gold, Lauren Page, Barbara Butler-Schmidt, Stephanie Rice, Alfredo Nava-Tudela, Ariana Arnold, Jen Myers, Greg Klassen, Michelle Smith, Nathan Sanchez, Amy Oliveira Sanchez, Diane Dunlap, Sarah Rubloff, Gary Rubloff, Lori Thorner, Lara Garcia, Christiana Rigby, Brooke Abercrombie, Jenna Rose, Oves Khalil, Megan Khalil, and Amanda Potts. Welcome. So last week, Sarah Davidson, our Director of Communications and Member Integration, invited new members to submit photos or videos of themselves and brief statements of what drew them to UUCC membership. Here is a sampling of what some of them said. Hi, uh, my name is Lara Garcia. Um, and I was first drawn to UUCC when I was working at Fern a few years ago and how generous and helpful and supportive um, other members of the congregation always were to our organization. Um, and then I fell in love with this particular congregation the first time I attended a service. Um, I just felt the warmth and the love from the second I walked in the door. Um, and the uh, subject that was being discussed that day uh, just happened to be related to uh, immigration and um, everybody here belonging um, and that no human being being an illegal person. Um, and so that pretty much solidified my interest in becoming a member of the um, UUCC um, congregation. Um, I unfortunately haven't been able to attend in person due to COVID, um, but I hope to be able to soon. Thank you. Hi, my name is Becky Fowle, and I joined Unitarian Universalist group uh, 
mainly because of the reflections opportunity to listen to other people and get to know their perspectives. Uh, Paige is wonderful as well. Uh, but I started off with Cindy Williams and a group of women and it was very interesting to just listen and learn so much from each other. Uh, Sally Ann Cooper also had another reflections group and then I uh, facilitated one myself during the pandemic. So um, I really encourage everybody to keep sharing their different perspectives because it's very, very interesting. Sarah and Gary, whose image you're seeing now and who are here with us this morning, right? That we have been coming to UUCC for several years. It has been a place for us to feel part of a community even when we were not members. We decided to become members to show our support and dedication to the community. Alfredo writes, 2020 was, well, as you know, quite a year. On May 14th of that year, the Board of Trustees of UUCC published a very good analysis and history of what is known as the Eighth Principle, basically an anti-racist proclamation to be embraced by Unitarian Universalists. George Floyd was murdered on May 25th, just 11 days after that publication. To me, it was clearer than ever that I had to vote to have our congregation adopt the Eighth Principle. That clinched the deal for me. I had to become a fully credentialed UUCC member. I wanted to make sure that I could have my voice counted in matters that would affect UUCC, one of my spiritual homes. Amanda says, I have lived in Columbia for five years with my husband and two young daughters. I've been involved with the Unitarian Church in other states, but I'm looking forward to getting involved in the community here. During the pandemic, I'm very grateful to have been able to, to participate in a reflection group and get to know and be inspired by members in that way. And Diane, my feelings for UUCC can be captured by many quotes on memes that I've noticed and loved recently. I'll share three with you. You are not too old and it is not too late. Old energy is clearing, new energy is entering, great things are coming. And finally, can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? Thank you, Diane, and all of you for your contributions. We're so glad you're here. And now I'll invite Colette Gelwicks, our UUCC president, and Robin Slaw, our director of religious education, to join me up here at the podium. We at UUCC welcome you new members of our community. You have come to worship, play, work, and grow among us. Ours is a free fellowship. We have no creeds, and you are free to bring your ideas and beliefs to this congregation to share with others. I invite you to join with us in the religious search for meaning and purpose in life. Informed by our individual beliefs, and by the traditions of Unitarian Universalism. You have already signed our membership book. This morning, I invite you to celebrate that commitment. Joining UUCC means being part of this gathered body, building a beloved community, speaking out on the future of our congregation, offering and receiving gifts of the Spirit, 
supporting others, and being supported in return. So new members, if you will join us in this missional work, please say, I will. Some of our new members also bring their children into our community. I ask all the children of the congregation to rise in body or spirit, especially the ones that are here. Please continue to welcome new children into our fellowship and help them play, grow, learn, and love. If you will do this, please say loud and clear, I will. Thank you. And now will everyone, members new and old, friends and children, please rise in body or in spirit. And together with our Voices United, we're going to welcome our newest members and reaffirm our own commitment to this congregation with the words that appear on the screen. Please speak together. We receive you with open hands and hearts. As you join us, we renew our own commitment to this religious community. We are proud and happy to have you among us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, you may be seated. Circle, draw the circle wide. Draw the circle. 
Ace, are you willing to help me again? I didn't ask you ahead of time. Thank you. Lori, thank you for all of the images that were in that video. That was very tender. And one of the choir members has died in the years since that was recorded, too. As some of you may not know, Genevieve Spire had died. I forgot we would see her on the screen this morning. So, um, Ace, that's the first stone <laughs> for those precious lives we just saw on screen. During worship each week, not only do we give voice to personal joys and sorrows within the community, but we also place individual stones into a communal bowl of water to represent the way that each life and each story ripples out and touches us all and is held in our collective embrace. During the music meditation that will follow in a few minutes, you who are worshiping in the sanctuary are invited to come forward and drop your own stones into the water in honor of your personal joys and sorrows. We ask that you come around the side of the sanctuary by the windows and under the plates and then return down the center aisle. The Yekaitis family asks for everyone's thoughts and prayers for their family friend, Kelly, who has been diagnosed with cancer and treatments so far have not been successful. She is a young and beautiful woman looking for hope. Lara Garcia says that this weekend marks two months since I lost my fully vaccinated RN mother to COVID. Melissa Jarrett writes, I found out a month ago very suddenly that I am getting a divorce from my husband of 17 years. I'm mourning the loss of my husband, my home, my dogs, my in-laws, my niece and nephews, and so much more. My life has radically changed in just a single month, although I believe it will be for the best. I'm struggling with the grief. Sarah Basehart shares that this week I attended a funeral for the second staff member at my organization this year. Debbie Potts was a natural social worker and one of the most caring people I've met. I miss her so much already. There's a hole at Independence now. Sean Griffin asks our community to keep his grandma Josie in your thoughts as she is in hospice care in Florida and also his godmother who is recovering at hospital in Oklahoma from a serious infection. And Sean offers a gratitude that many of us share to Kim for watching over these joys and sorrows. Thank you, Kim. Mary Rogers and Phil Webster mourn the passing of neighbor Darlene Lipschultz. Our thoughts are with her family. Kayla Berry expresses joy for a dear family member's smooth, ongoing recovery from recent surgery. And the Rice family shares a stone of gratitude for UUCC to arm our son with a voice, to speak his own beliefs and convictions into existence without fear. Thank you for guiding my husband and me in parenting our children with UU values. 
And one last stone, Ace, for all that we're holding without words in this moment. Thank you, Ace. Will you please join me now for a few moments of prayer and reflection as, we've hold, as we hold all that has just been spoken? Great and Holy Spirit of life, of love, a God of many names, that which calls us to action in the face of injustice, that calls us to open our arms to those who need our embrace, that which fuels our outrage at injustice. May we be held and encouraged. May we be comforted in grief at the loss of loved ones, of lives as we have known them that are changing dramatically and unexpectedly. May we be held and encouraged in our despair. We are grateful. We are grateful for all the ways that this congregation has shaped us and that we've been able to offer our own gifts to and through these people. Let us share a few moments of silence and stillness that all of these prayers may be held with love. Blessed be. Amen.
This reading is called The Low Road by Marge Piercy. <coughs> Alone, you can fight. You can refuse. You can take what revenge you can, but they'll roll over you. But two people fighting back to back can cut through a mob. A snake dancing file can break a cordon. An army can meet an army. Two people can keep, to get, keep each other sane and give support, conviction, love, massage, hope, sex. Three people are a delegation, a committee, a wedge. With four, you can play bridge and start an organization. With six, you can rent a whole house, eat pie for dinner with no seconds, and hold a fundraising party. A dozen make a demonstration, a hundred fill a hall. A thousand have solidarity in your own newsletter. 10,000, power in your own paper. 100,000, your own media. 10 million, your own country. It goes on one at a time. It starts when you care to act. It starts when you do it again after they said no. It starts when you say we and know who you mean. And each day, you mean one more. Now please rise in body and spirit for our next hymn. As they say, worship has ended and our service now begins. Be well, UUCC. See you next time. me